By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? know what you're doing right now you're really doing yourself a favor by listening to 20 tim minutes where tim talks about really really important stuff mental health boy oh boy do we need that in this time Whew. anyway when you get done tim educating you come on over to the friday night music party every friday 6 30 p.m on twitch twitch.tv forward slash friday night music party where i play all different kinds of music but right now you are learning from the man Mr. Tim McCarthy. Take it away, Tim. Friday Night Music Party. Go check them out. Thank you for that introduction, my Massachusetts brother. What's going on, everybody? You're tuning into 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. Great intro. They're on Twitch, which I still don't understand Twitch. I have a Twitch account. I would like to play video games and show people that I'm playing video games, but I don't know how to do all that. So I gave up pretty quickly. Go to 2010minutes.com for all your 2010-minute needs. I am wearing my hat because I've been pushing these like crazy and not one person has bought one, but it's okay. This week, I have Christine Handy on, who is a model, and finally, I can reveal that she is the first chestless model that's going to be modeling for Victoria's Secret. This has been a big secret, hence I haven't had an interview in a while because I had to wait to release this one because it wasn't out yet. So now that it's out... I can release the interview, and it was a really good interview. Beautiful woman, inside and out. Definitely check out that interview this Thursday. Or if you listen to this past this Thursday, go back and listen to this Thursday. You know what I mean? Halloween is coming up. I can't wait. I have a great costume idea that I'm finally putting together. Can't wait to reveal it. Hopefully, you're going to like it. <clears throat> November is coming up. <clears throat> oh, my God. My throat. I always like feel sick and out of breath every time I come on this show by myself. I don't know what happens. I think it's the closet that I'm in, my little Harry Potter cat closet. My cat's trying to break in right now. But yeah, this November, uh, November, if you don't know what that is, it's when everybody grows a mustache and promotes prostate cancer to testicular cancer. I almost wrapped that one. Remix. Uh, men's mental health and uh, suicide awareness. So I will be joining them this November. So come November 1st, I'm going to shave off the beard, start growing the mustache. I'm going to give up sweets and alcohol for the whole month as well. And I'm hopefully going to run a 5K. I've been pretty out of shape lately and I've been pretty upset about it. I get like so motivated to go to the gym and then like 20 minutes before I'm going to the gym, I'm not motivated at all. I need like a gym partner or... uh some pick-me-up, some liquid cocaine, which would be like C4, or not actual cocaine, but you know what I mean, like something to really fire that under my butt, keep on going. I know I mentioned this part two episodes ago, is uh, manic tendencies and how to deal with somebody with manic tendencies. Uh, now I get to go back about it because uh, we talked about suicide awareness last week because I uh, had some people pass away, and I think that's a subject that we have to touch on every so often. And a lot of these uh, subjects I will be touching on from time to time, but I feel like it's good to refresh everybody. I know a lot of people don't listen to every episode, let alone probably any episode. So if you listen to this episode for the first time, I appreciate you. There's a lot of good episodes I've put out, so don't let just one ruin it. (laughs) 
So thanks out to the Sandman Stories podcast uh, for this topic idea. Shout out to you, great human being. So recognizing manic tendencies. Um, so to go back a little bit, hypomania and mania for people with bipolar um, are periods of overactive and excited behavior that can be a significant impact for your day-to-day life, which I've dealt with. Hypomania is a milder version of mania that lasts for a short period, which is usually a few days. And mania is more severe form that lasts for a longer period. That's usually for bipolar one people. Bipolar two people like myself have hypomania. And uh, you don't know when someone is in a good mood or they're hypomanic because I have all these ideas and I'm starting to realize when I am being hypomanic. And it's when I'm coming up with like ideas that I know I'm not going to accomplish or like trying to do 20 things at once or just be like super emotional to people, which I do a lot. And I think with my emotion, emotionality, is that a word? Emotionality. I'm going to type that into my phone to see if when I don't know a word or how to spell it, I do like the thing where I talk into it. So it looks like I know how to spell it. So I'm not that smart. Thank you for smartphones. It's like the whole like teachers told you you're not going to have a calculator on you all the time. (laughs) Joke's on you, lady. I don't know why I think it was a lady. Could be a man or anybody. Uh, So I learned about this too, which you're going to learn about. Mixed episodes are another thing that happens, which I didn't know, but it does make sense. The uh, mixed episodes are defined by symptoms of mania and depression that occur at the same time or in rapid sequence without recovery in between, which is super scary. I feel like I've dealt with this a little bit. Mania mixed features usually involves irritability, high energy, racing thoughts and speech, and overactivity or agitation. I've had, I've been back and forth with this as well. Like I'd be excited to go into work and then like one little thing will like set me off. And then like someone would try to talk to me and I'd be like upset. And I'd be like, can you just not talk to me? But then like two minutes later, I would be feeling bad and then I would feel a little bit more better about myself. So I feel like I went back and forth on this myself. Um, Because like little things do trigger me. And it's it's unfortunate because like, again, I always explain my bipolar like I'm a baby that doesn't get his way or things happen. It's like, but I know like that's the territory that comes with being bipolar. I just don't like making it an excuse for my behavior. Um, And there's a lot of bad behavior with bipolar people. Let me tell you. Um, So there's some things that you can do to help somebody that's being manic or being depressed. But mostly this is uh, with the mixed manic episodes, hypomania. This is like anything that you can do. I'm going to list off some things, talk about what works for me and all that jazz. Stay calm. Respond calmly and gently to somebody. Avoid arguing or confronting your loved one about their beliefs or behaviors. You kind of just have to be as calm as you can. It's very tough because you that person is going to get you excited. So sometimes like when I'm having an argument or a disagreement with somebody, if they get excited, I get excited. And it's not like they're good excited, like a birthday surprise. It's more like, like they're just talking loud and then I start talking loud. Just because I'm yelling doesn't mean I'm, I'm losing the argument. You know what I mean? Uh, learn more about asinosia, which is a word I had to practice a few times before this. People who experience mania may also experience asinosia, a symptom for serious mental illnesses such as schizophrenic disorder and bipolar disorder, which damages the brain's frontal lobe and affects a person's ability to recognize that they are ill. Uh, It's also experienced by many people living with Alzheimer's, uh, traumatic brain injury, or strokes. Yeah, 
that's scary. I always get, uh, dude, Alzheimer's like freaks me the fuck out because my memory is bad, but I don't know if that's like a sign that like I, I might be susceptible to that, which sounds stupid because I don't know that. And I've had a concussion before, which is like, have you ever had a concussion? It's weird. It feels like you're in the back row of your own eyes. Like you're in the way back of your head where like the back of your cranium is. Um, but yeah, also listen. Active listening is perfect uh, to build trust with your loved one. Um, so you can say something like, I hear that you're saying you have superpowers. Do I have that right? There's one thing to listen, but there's also active listening, which is a lot better because it shows that you're actually paying attention. I picked up on this. If someone's feet aren't pointing towards you, they don't want to be in the conversation. That means like their body's trying to exit. Like they could, they could be doing a like 90 degree angle. Maybe is that the angle? So like, they're like kind of twisting their back. That's what I look in now. Notice that with people or if they go, that's crazy. A lot of people are like, Oh, that's crazy. Like, Oh, is it? That's crazy. Be an ally, be on their side. Offering empathy can build that kind of positive, trusting relationship. Uh, eventually help them agree to partner in their recovery. So yeah, you don't want to be against them. You don't want to be at, uh, mad at them. You want to help them out. Be an ally. Be on their side. Be like, I'm trying to understand this. And I'm doing the best that I can. So allow me to help you. I want to be on your side. So offer assistance as well. Ask if, uh, how you can help. Um if someone's feeling restless, be like, well, you want to take a walk with me? You want to go for a little walk? Get the energy out like a dog? If someone asked me to go for a walk, I'm like, yes, sir. Go get my leash. We'll keep going. Uh, quiet environment. That's like huge for me because like, again, I get excited easily. So if there's like a lot of music or there's things going on, I'm not going to be able to pay attention because of my ADHD as well. Um, so stimulation is uh, is not a good thing with that. Like lots of loud noises, bright lights. Try to stay away from that. Uh, let it go. Mania sometimes causes individuals to become unusually irritable or disagreeable. Don't take it personally. That's a big thing with people that are being manic. Do not take it personally. It's not you. It's the person that is dealing with it. It's them. But you can't blame them. And they probably blame themselves. So just reassure them that it's okay to feel like that. And again, you want to be an ally and try to be on their side. Um, give them space if they need it. Um, give them personal space. Try not to stand too close or block their exit from the room because fight or flight, if you're going to get an argument, sometimes I don't want to do it with my bipolar. I have like a, like a Cyclops from X-Men, like laser beam. And if I'm in that mode, you got to get out of that fucking laser beam. So a lot of the times I do need to take a break. And there's been times where the person, and this is no fault to their own is like, they want to still have the conversation, but I don't want to. So with me, you got to let me fizzle out and then I can talk to you. Um, so if anyone has to deal with me, just let me fizzle out like a baby and get tired. Maybe I'll go for a walk. There's been times I went for a drive, went for a walk. Um, and you really, I really get to think about myself and think about what I did because sometimes I say some things that I regret or do some things that I regret. And it's very unfortunate for me to deal with. And I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, but man, it fucking sucks. Um, redirect them. Uh, try to delay or redirect impulses if possible. Suggest that uh, one hold off on a big life change, sudden travel or major purchases, which is huge. Like I, I used to spend like crazy. Now that I understand that, it's like when you're depressed, you want to just shop away and be like, 
yeah, I'm going to be a little shopaholic and go buy a bunch of random shit on Amazon. I got duped at the tattoo convention for this guy was a great salesman. There were like these heating pads that you snap and they turn into heat. I don't need it, but I bought two of them. The guy fucking talked me down to like a hundred bucks for both. And I was like, this is a great deal. And I bought them and I don't even use them. Um, <clears throat> sorry for coughing. So that's a big one is, uh, making sure you try to like cool their jets in a way. Like, do you really want to make that purchase? Or like, do you want to really go and gamble your money away? Let's, um, let's take a little step, uh, focus on the person, not the mania being helpful, uh, to your loved one doesn't mean confirming that their thoughts or experience are real. Instead, try to simplify it. Supportive statements like, I don't know what to make of what you're saying. It's distressing to hear this, but I'm glad you're telling me. How are you handling it? Have some empathy with them. Uh, have them try to explain it if they want to. But again, this is very hard to do. This isn't easy for the other side. You really have to put in a lot of effort. And a lot of people forget that, that the person with mental illness is going through a lot, but the people that want to help and the people affected is, is really hard. And I don't forget that. Um, I used to, but I, I don't now. And um, I appreciate it. Everybody that wants to learn or wants to help out uh, somebody like me or a loved one or whoever. Um, it's great. And then reach out for help if you're having trouble. Uh, if the symptoms reach a point where they're at risk for themselves or they're not meeting their basic needs, like not eating, drinking, putting themselves in danger, seek urgent help. You can push them to maybe go to the hospital, ER, call 988, the suicide prevention hotline. Um, I think what you you can't like, you can't section somebody like, like that um, or like push them to do it because they're not going to want to. But Again, a lot of those are some great suggestions. Um, but yeah, let me fizzle out if that happens. <laughs> Read this. Interesting. The Mental Health America released the State of Mental Health in America 2023 in the future. A report that annually analyzes the pre uh, prevalence of mental illness in the U.S. and how much access to mental care is available in each state. So to rank the states, there was 15 measures they were used for overall ranking. I'll try to go right through them because no one wants to hear like a fucking 15 list. Um, then I'm going to go over the top 10 states and the bottom five states that um, best to worst when it comes to uh, mental illness. Uh, the key findings uh, found in 2019 to 2020, 20% of adults in the U.S. were experiencing mental illness equivalent to over 50 million people. There are 350 people for each mental health provider in the U.S. Let me read that again. There are 350 people for each mental health provider in the U.S. That is a lot of people to deal with. And again, that's not easy. The mental health care system is, it's not broken, but it's not working properly. Got to figure it out. Get some D batteries or something and, and try that out. Um so they measured it with the overall ranking for this. Adults with any mental health issues, substance use disorder in the past year, serious thoughts of suicide, and with youths, at least one major depressive episode, substance use or disorder in the past year, severe major depressive episodes. Then adults with uh, mental illness that didn't receive treatment, reporting unmet needs, or who are uninsured. Uh, adults reporting 14 plus mentally unhealthy days a month who could not see a doctor due to cost. Uh, then with the youth, major depressive episodes who did not receive mental health services, um, stuff like that, youth and private insurance that do not cover emotional problems, students K through 12 who identified with emotional disturbance for an individualized education program, and mental health workforce ability. 
If you guys paid attention, I, I commend you. If you didn't, that's totally fine. Those are just the reasons why this list was put together. Top 10 states. Here we go. Uh, each state, and it's included D.C., but they're not going to be on. Actually, they are going to be on the list. It was ranked from best to worst. Number one, Wisconsin. Um, number two, Pennsylvania. If you're from Pennsylvania, there's a part where they say yens. Instead of you guys or y'all, they say yens. Like, what are you yens up to today? That's something I learned in college. Number three, good old Massachusetts. I am very grateful that Massachusetts is even in the top 10, let alone the top three. Four, Delaware. <laughs> Number five, uh, one of my least favorite states, Connecticut. If you live in Connecticut, it's okay. I like you. Don't like your state. Number six, Jersey. New Jersey guy. Number seven, D.C., that city. Number eight, New York. Nine, Illinois. And ten, Maryland. The bottom five. And uh, this is interesting to be at the bottom. Idaho, Alabama, Arizona, Oregon, and Kansas. Kansas was like, there was an old own article uh, dealing with this. And it was just like, their mental health care system is just so bad. And it's kind of funny too. Not funny. Like, you know how I am. I just say stupid shit. Um, like the size of Texas, the size of California, they're not on either spectrum. They're like right in the middle. So it must be such like a middle of the mall type ship. Like it's right in the middle. It's like good and bad. So I found that interesting with the size of the state. Same with Alaska. I would think Alaska is probably the worst one, but maybe it's a, it's pretty good because uh, it's like dark fucking every day. And then like the time change makes it bright every day. I don't know. It's uh, it's insane. But I thought that was very interesting to share with everybody. Um, you should check out that list. And I'd love to learn about what state you're from and how your mental health care system is. Let's wrap with this because I found this alarming. The FDA confirms there's an Adderall shortage. Uh-oh. That's what I take for my ADHD. A recent survey with the National Community Pharmacists Association, the NCPA, I don't know if they go by that, found that more than 6 in 10 small pharmacies report having difficulty obtaining Adderall. Holy shit. Uh, the drug's main supplier blames supply disruptions as well as an increase in diagnosis and prescriptions. Um... TikTok and Instagram are having people see their prescriber more. Again, like I've always been against this little mental health illness thing where it's cool to be fucking, they think it's quirky to be like ADHD and like ADD they don't really use anymore. And I always feel like when people use ADD, I'm like, okay, I don't think you really have it. But again, I can't judge because that's like the old term. So I, I understand it. But that is another thing. So like all these new kids are going to their prescriber being like, I need Adderall. And the fact that they're just giving it away is insane to me. To get anything, especially in my state, in my city, um, drugs run rampant. Um, so it's tough to get what you want. And some things don't work for you, but you want to try to get help. So a lot of these kids are doing that. Uh, and this may continue for quite some time. So I'm going to keep you guys updated to see how this little fiasco goes. And uh, I'm going to ask my therapist when I talk to him coming up to see if this is a real thing because your boy is nervous. Um, I had so much more to talk about. We flew by in this episode, guys. This has been great. I've been having a fun time. We're almost to episode 100. What should I do for episode 100? You tell me. That's going to be the people's episode. If you listen, dude, the fact that people listen to this is crazy. The fact that people listen to this and don't tell me they listen to this is crazy. When people tell me they listen to this, fucking mind-blowing. It's very cool, and I really appreciate everyone checking this out. I know I say this pretty much every week, but 
you guys keep me going, you know? I'm just I'm just I'm just a guy with a mic. Thank you guys so much. Three things I'm grateful for today. I didn't think about these at all. I'm thankful for my cats because they always greet me when I get home. They make me very happy. Um, I had some Reese's peanut butter cups and they were phenomenal. I'm pretty grateful for those. Those are a great uh, treat. And uh, I'm grateful for everybody that's already donated to my Movember cause. I wasn't going to, wasn't going to put it out there until like the first week, the last week in October, but Facebook fucking posts all your shit automatically, and I hate it. Like, I signed up for the Movember page. I put the Facebook thing, and they just posted. I was like, thanks. But I already raised, like, 400-plus uh, doll hairs. So that's been good. Uh, so keep an eye out for that, and uh, you'll see my mustache grow over time. I thank you guys for checking out another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. Let's break the stigma by cracking a smile. I love you, and have a good one. And we're clear. I love you. I really do. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.